Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. We hope this message empowers you to love life, love Jesus, love people, and dream more. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. You ever felt that, uh, that you just wish God would speak to you and that he would show up in a setting? Have you been confused and ever doubted and wondered, man, was God there? Is he here? Why is he not changing things? And, and th- those are all fair thoughts and fair realities. And we've learned so much this week. We learned um, for sure we're, we were doing projects, but people aren't projects. We learned that not only did we want to tell people they're loved, they belong, and they have purpose, but God wanted to tell us we're loved, we belong, and we have purpose. He's not just trying to do more through us. He's trying to do more in us. And it really is his gig, and we get to be a part. He loves people way more than we do, and to understand him, the love that he has, we have to get close to people. It transforms us. It revolutionizes us. It takes intentionality. It's messy. It hurts. And, um, and people, when you meet them, they, they have questions, and they're hurting, and, and something is felt more than heard. Something is touched and experienced more than just read, and, and, and it starts to become alive, and it's activated I remember having this moment where it was uh, 2002, the national title game, and my, my dad grew up in Ohio, so anyone that's familiar with Ohioans, uh, they convert you at birth to, to, to your Buckeye fan. So I've been a Buckeye fan, um, yeah, okay, OH, uh, but, uh, but I've been a Buckeye fan since I was a kid, and, um, and I know that it's hard for people to hear that, and, and, but I, I love Michigan State, and what I found over time is I actually love people more than I do the teams. And so if I like some of the stories going on, then I like the teams. But in 2002, just to give you some context, the national title game is taking place against Miami Hurricanes. It's one of the uh, top 10 greatest games ever, they say. It goes into overtime. Uh, Ohio State's extreme underdogs. There's this notorious late flag. And, and I felt like God told me they were going to win, okay? So I'm going to go super weird here for a second. And, 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 and I was at peace with that. And, and I felt like God told me at the beginning of the year. I know someone's done that, and they're like, no way. That was the same year I got saved. And so I go at halftime, and I felt like God told me, just this year is going to be a huge year of redemption. You're going to see Ohio State win the national title. You're going to be with your dad. And, and here it is. It's happening. It's surreal. You, you, you couldn't even make it up. They're in the title game. I mean, there was the fourth and, uh, I think it was fourth and one notorious moment against the Purdue Boilermakers, where um, they ended up throwing like a 50-yard pass, if you, if you remember any of the story, and it's, it's fascinating. Um, and so I was obviously wondering, okay, well, I didn't tell anybody this because that's insane. I, I, I knew enough to be a new Christian, but not to be a weird new Christian, okay? Um, somebody needs that filter here. God told me, God told me, let, let time tell you if God told you. It's an amazing thing called curing. Just let, it, let God make it grow. So I was just like, hey, God will make it grow. So here we are in the National Title game. I have a couple friends over, but I go to pray and worship at halftime. And my dad, um, it's a new thing. We didn't go to church as a kid. He definitely is a believer. And, and, you know, there's times when he's trying to understand it. He's like, wait, what are you doing? Are you a holy roller now? You know, I mean, you go from partying, and then here you are praying at halftime in the Ohio State game. Well, I had this moment. I laid down on the ground, and I was worshiping. And I was just thanking God. And it was in, it's so interesting because he took me through, just like Ebenezer Scrooge, all these different stories in my life. And it was like the, an angel was taking me through all these moments. And he showed me that he was there at all these times that I used to complain. 
God, where were you when? I wish you would have showed up in this situation. And I'm telling you, something supernaturally happened in that moment. And, and my dad will tell you, I couldn't move. Um, I, these moments aren't often. They, they've been very rare, but it was very real. And there's witnesses, and, uh, and it was powerful. And I couldn't move. And I was so impacted in that moment that gratitude just rose up in my heart because what I used to complain and blame God about where were you? Why didn't you show up then? Why didn't you make it easier? And he said, oh, I was the one protecting you. It, was, it could have been a lot worse, A. And then two, I'm the one that wants to use it for your future. And it was so therapeutic. The moments riding the bench or the moments when parents get divorced and the moments when you're hurt or you get in trouble and you feel like there should be a college fund for you because you're always comparing yourself to what you want, right? And, and that bitter bug left me that day. Uh, today, in the brief moments I have with you, I, I want to hopefully let you know that you can't make this up. This Jesus thing, you can't make this up. You might not get all the moments where you're laying halftime and it, God told you that Ohio State was going to win and they won and it was a late flag and we could think it was just coincidence and, 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 and maybe it was, but I, I would just, I'd put it in the 99 percentile like it wasn't because for me it was just God searing. So I, I tasted and I touched what darkness had to offer. I saw how powerful the kingdom of darkness was. I did. I saw um, up close uh, just, just like, like warlords for the kingdom of darkness, people that aren't thinking right and, and, and then being in it and, and how you think and being up late at night and, and touching and tasting uh, poison of the world. I, I remember those moments. And then I think God had to so boldly just show up and show off and say, I'm bigger and I'm greater. You can't even move right now and you took nothing. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then even for my dad to see that and me come out of that moment. And I know not everyone's story is like this. Some, some, some sit in a lecture setting and then God reaches them. But the point of today's message is this. We're going to look at a very custom situation that you can't make it up. This whole week was stories and stories and stories and stories that you just can't make up. You can't make these moments up. And I hope today that you'll realize that God is for you and, 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 and he so desperately wants to reach you in such a powerful way that you will never be the same because you do belong. You are loved and you have radical purpose. We're going to go to Acts chapter 8 and we're going to look at a story of Philip encountering the Ethiopian eunuch as some scholars kind of named him. We're going to name him today E-squared. Ethiopian eunuch E-E-2, right? So E-squared. So he's E-squared. And just to kind of make it easy and, and convenient for some people. And when you think of Bible, think of, think of uh, epic movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of done with this idea of it's just text on paper stuff. And, and, and even the, the idea that we say, well, it's in the Bible. It's, it's like that might not mean that something, something to people. It's better than the IMAX. And it's realer than the person next to you. It is. And it's not head knowledge. It's a heart power that can transform you. And today, I hope that you're, you come alive just like E-squared did. Because he comes alive. And check how God reaches him. And, and, and just we're going to jump into the story. We're going to be in um, chapter 8, verses 26 through 40. And the whole book of Acts is really the acts of God. It's the beginning. Um, and it's written by Luke. And that's really neat because he's an outside doctor that's watching this movement happen, and he wants to record this because he sees the movie taking place. So this isn't inside agenda, traitor information. There's no agenda here. In fact, one of the Bible's greatest proofs is this. 
They write about their weaknesses and faults all the time. You don't do that when there's an agenda. And what's the agenda? We're going to see that Philip, he watched one of his friends, Stephen, be stoned, and he still wants to go carry out the mission. So there's just layers and layers of, of, of comfort that we can put in our conviction of Jesus, not in, in, in structures of this world, but really in God. Now, verse 26, it says, Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, this is Jesus chases you. Check this. Rise and go towards the south of the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. Um, this is a desert place. And he rose and he went. And there was an Ethiopian, a eunuch. Now, what a eunuch is, is they've been sexually altered, okay? And uh, you can maybe ask your parents here. And, and uh, parents, you should know that. And, and if you're above 18, maybe you can Google it. I'm not sure. But either way, a eunuch means there's been a drastic change, okay? And a drastic change based on the position of their job. So you, you think it's difficult to fill out a background check? The cost has been high here. He's a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. Now, Candace is a term just used for any woman in charge. Uh, so this would have been a common term put in royalty uh, as this queen is, is, is in power, maybe because her son was timid or maybe because he had died, but there's a reason she's in power and she's in the throne. And it's very important that if any male is going to be really close, one, they can't jeopardize the dynasty of the family line and they can't manipulate it or even, you know, sexually entice in any way. And so that's why the, the, the requirement to be that close as a male, you have to be a eunuch. Okay. So this is, this is next level commitment. I know, the five o'clock alarm's hard, you know, you got to get there, your boss is mean. Okay, this is the level of endurance and stakes for the job of what E-squared is a part of. E-squared is, is committed. E-squared is so in the game. Um, he's in charge of all her treasure. You're not in charge of money unless you're trusted. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and he was returning, seated in his chariot and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. What you have here is this with E-squared. Something wasn't enough in his position to be in charge in money that he was looking to find out, is this God of the Bible? Is this God of the Jews? This God of the Torah? This God of the Old Testament? Is he real? Taking, now, when you look at ge geography, um, Ethiopia is not the same place that is being talked about here. It would have been like the land of Cush. Uh, so he's traveling hundreds of miles to get there, um, being African, not, not, not full Jude inclusion here. So you got to get this backdrop because what you're going to see is you just can't make this up. You can't. You couldn't even make, like, you can't even be this good of a storyteller. I know Star Wars, they got layers and canon and, and they describe things. There's loophole. There's just not a loophole in God's word. It is so amazing how it all ties together. So you have, um, and pursues on this mission, probably spends a, a, a boatload of money, if not all of the money to get there and coming back and, and, and reading the prophet Isaiah. And you have Philip that has been told by the spirit, go, go love the city. Okay, go, get out, go, go in this movement, go. I need you to get close and be present. And as the story continues, what happens is, is uh, he jumps in the car or the chariot. And, and I hope today that you'll see that if you show up, God will show off. He really does. And it says, the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran and heard him. Okay, so picture this, this moving chariot. Philip's running sideways because the spirit told him. He does, he's just trying to be faithful, trying to be faithful. And he overhears 
him reading Isaiah the prophet and asking. And so the, even the fact that E squared is reading these scrolls speaks to how much he has. Because you can't just buy these scrolls. And the fact he's reading it out loud is because reading, especially in that time, you would read out loud. Not, we read, you know, we don't always speak it out loud, but this is why this is happening. It's really important to understand the context because the setting is just confirming what's taking place here. And so here's Philip running, and, uh, and he asks, do you understand what you're reading? And he said, how can I, <laughs> unless someone guides me? Do you know there's people all in our city asking the same question all the time? How can I, if someone would just guide me? I'm convinced that the harvest is always there. God is always willing to move. But will we? And I know we're in a room of people that move prolifically, but what i found is we've gotten closer to people's pain and we've gotten close. There's a high responsibility to steward that and go even closer and deeper and further and longer and be more patient and suffer and enjoy and celebrate all of that. I really do. I don't think love the city is a week. I don't think, I don't think it's even a, a, a slogan. I really believe it's a mantra. It's a movement. It's how God thinks. It's what he operates. He's um, in love with people, and he's developing all things future towards a city he's bringing back, and he's going to make all things new. It's just what he's doing. And people um, are concentrated in a city. And so he's custom, and people are still asking the same question, unless someone guides me. And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And so you can't make this up. What they read is a passage out of Isaiah 53. Now, Isaiah 53, to give you some backdrop, is this. It's the prophecy. So if you think of the movies when they, you know, oh, the prophecies are being fulfilled. It was once told, you know, Optimus and these things. Maybe you're not a moviegoer, but just give you context. Because it's hard to understand. Wait, somebody is predicting of what's going to take place. So if you're reading about what was prophesied, Nostradamus and things like that, you're trying to unlock the code. You're in a Sherlock Holmes experience. You're, i got to figure out what's happening. And here he is in this exact moment, this exact moment. Who's he reading about? What is he thinking about? What's going to be said? What is Philip going to guide him in? And here's what it says. And now the passage of Scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to slaughter. Like a lamb before it shears is silent. So he opens, not his mouth. An individual being slaughtered, so much so that they're not even defending themselves with a word, with a word. I called some people this week to pay for things for Love the City, or uh, we got a different van this week, and we were paying some vendors, and I was very aggravated with customer service. In fact, I wanted to let them know several times with words, with words, with words that one of them specifically said, I need to know your address for your billing credit card. Um, I said, the, the, the billing zip code? Because that's what's standard. Uh, no, the, the address line. I said, well, my billing um, address is my P.O. box. Nope, no P.O. box is allowed. I said, no. well, I, I, I run organizations as well, and I do this as well, and this is the first time I've heard this. Nope, it's the, it's the address line, can't be a P.O. box, just leans in even further. Just he, double, he doubles down. He's like, bow, right? And I was like, fine, 2718, you know? Then I give it to him. And then he's like, 
oh, that address didn't match up. I'm like, I told you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, what the heck, bro? I'm like ready to flip out. Seriously. Like, why do we have to do this? And, he, and we, we, here's how we left the phone call. We left the phone call with, I just gave him the wrong address. <laughs> it is mine. I gave him the wrong address. But the whole time, I'm trying to give him the billing address, right? We're doing this war, right? And uh, we both agreed to disagree. It was fine. And we paid $107 for those sway bar links. But I'll tell you this. I make a joke out of it, but I, that's real life. I wanted to defend my position over a billing address. What's being talked about here is a sheep that was led to slaughter like a lamb before its shears is silent, so he opens not his mouth. It's powerful, because this is about Jesus. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life was taken away from the earth. And the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? What is this analogy about sheep, slaughter, death? What's happening on here? And um, Philip's going to go on to tell him who this is really about. But you, you just can't make some of the stuff up, the timing. You know, this, this, this week I had a, I had a text um, from one of our team members and, and just says this. I want to give some context for all this. It's just crazy. Crazy cool, that is. Um, just bear with me. My search button isn't working. How's that for timing? Hilarious. Hilarious. I'm, we're, gonna, we're going to be here for a minute. This is going to happen. I'm just telling you. So let's not. This isn't a show. This is just a family matter. I, I closed the tabs and then reopened it. We resetted. We won. Said so the greatest method of influence, honor, communicating esteem to others by serving them, thus inspiring them to act. Love the city in a nutshell, I would say. So they say honor is what God is doing here in this moment. I get this text yesterday during the rally before we're going to do that block party, that block party, the music video you saw, all the same timing. And so right when I get this text, here's the verse I was going to read right at the text, just, just right at the same moment. It's right out of Romans um, and it says this, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good, uh, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Okay, well, just maybe, right? That's cool, nice timing, honor, da, da, da. okay, that's nice timing. Um, and then I get a text from um, another person, Lacey, same, very similar time. It says, oh, thanks for sending. I just was saying, hey, uh, there was this moment where Robin, who's a team member, if you see her, I, I know I didn't have a screen on it. I'm getting my screen fixed this week. It makes somebody so mad that I have a broken screen. I have insurance. It was $29. I know that's not good stewardship, but just, just chill out, okay? So, so there's this picture. Um, and for the record, I do have a fundamental economic transaction issue with people selling me a phone and then selling me a case. I thought I liked the phone. Why? We get it? You get it? It's just, it's sad, isn't it? This have us like sheep led to slaughter. So here's Robin on Baker Street. We're passing out groceries on a Friday night. And uh, she rose, I couldn't make it out to Love the City, but Love the City came to me again. 
And this is a cool story because a couple years ago, Lacey's leading a team on Baker Street and feels like we got to go down one, one more house and uh, knock on the door, hand groceries. Uh, uh, Robin comes out and just starts crying and says, I was just praying to God that he would give us food because we don't get help till next week. Comes to City Life the next day. Uh, gets born again, gets baptized, and is now on the dream team. And she posted this the other night. And so I just send this. I say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lacey. And she goes, oh, thanks for sending this. I'm glad a crew went to Baker Street, specifically hit Robin and Joanne and John's home. I'm super bummed I couldn't be in Love the City Week. I fell um, in a time and I couldn't make it out. I tried to move dozens of things to accommodate. And uh, I love just the, the, the intentionality there. Here's somebody who has done inner city ministry for 10 plus years in Muncie and, and really wants to be here. And I get it. You know, Paul said, I want to be there sometimes. And he was present in spirit. Because there's talk. It's just, some people say they want to be there, but they won't move anything, okay? Like, I'm believing this. And in fact, it goes on to continue this. In fact, I wanted to text you yesterday, uh, but I didn't have a spare moment. Josh had shuffled my phone. The song came on the wick, and it was old, and I replayed it and in the car, and immediately the Holy Spirit starts speaking about city life in you, and, 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 and about city life being the wick, that Jesus' love is lighting and will burn in Lansing forever. As I am feeling his presence heavy, hearing this about you, in a, hearing this about you, a car pulls in front of me with a Love Runs 2 bumper sticker, which is a City Life bumper sticker, and there's only like seven of them I know of in the whole city. There's 500,000 people in the region. I don't know how many cars. At this exact moment, she's praying City Life, the wick, the love. Love Runs 2 bumper sticker pulls in front of her. You're doing it, City Life. We're doing it. Your fam uh, has been a catalyst. Keep going. It's so good. The Father's pleased. The song is a little slow to start, but listen to it. It, it, it will bless your day. And, 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 and I was going to share this sermon, and I'm just backstage, and I'm just spending a moment, and I, I, I get on Facebook just for a second, you know, because that's how I pray. I'm on Facebook. And, um, and then Modesto, the kid who just moved here from Florida, who I met several years ago and was supposed to inter- intern with us, his mentor just sent him here. Uh, I, I met him um, at the airport and I wasn't supposed to be traveling at the airport. We're at the airport at the same time. We ended up riding a bus back together. He's coming from Tampa. His pastor calls me at the exact same time. I haven't talked to him in months. It's Pastor Tommy. I tell him the situation. Yeah, I'm riding with Modesto. You know? He's like, yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, I'm right next to him in a bus. You're kidding me. He calls at that exact moment. Well, Modesto posts this morning the same song like Lacey was talking about, The Wick. I don't even know what this song is. I'm going to listen to it today. He's like, God reminded me of this song. The past few months of my life has been crazy, anxiety roller coaster. but I was reminded that the fire that you need to keep going to feel you about when you feel like you're going to fall off the cliff, life is hard and never gets easy, but God will always get you through whatever and whatever wall stands in front of you. As you start your morning today, remember to push through and be strong. We all have a purpose. Keep fighting. Peace and blessings. I say just, that just look, all your moments won't be like this, but you need to know that God's involved in everything all the time. He's so custom. He said, he, maybe you, you, quit, you quit believing on this journey that God could do it. And these stories just start to compel you. But here's what's so neat. You actually don't have to go find them. They find you. E squared was just going about his journey and going about his mission. And the Holy Spirit sent Philip to help him interpret what this meant. In Isaiah 56, it's so interesting because here's what he's going to read later. Worship team, if you guys would come up, that's awesome. 
Isaiah 56, you know, he's got this scroll. He's probably already read this text or he's going to read this text. And this is really important. I'm like begging you to pay attention for real because I think that if you can connect the dots here, you can connect the dots for everything that God's doing in your story. It says in Isaiah 56 verses 3 through 5, remember he's reading, um, he's reading Acts. He's reading this. It's referencing Isaiah 53. But also in Isaiah, it talks about eunuchs. Let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, the Lord will surely separate me from his people. And let let the eunuchs say, behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbath, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument, a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that they shall not be cut off. That language is really important. And here's why. Wherever you have been hurting, wherever you have been asking God to close the gap, whatever the situation has been, God, why, where are you? I know 100% he was there. He is 100% there. And it's a perspective shift. He's 100% there all the time. And too often we're blaming God for what Satan does. God's the one trying to restore. He's the one trying to repair. He's the one trying to rescue that's what Love the City is all about. And uh, <laughs> Philip goes on and basically just tells them that Jesus is good news. This is really important because people, they don't often know that Jesus is good news. We make it more complex. Well, here's Philip. Philip opened his mouth and beginning with the scriptures, he told them, told him the good news about Jesus. Where do you see? He told them the sin about Jesus their life what did he tell them no encompassed in the good news was to know that of course look we're dead in sin we can never be made right we'll never be good enough what you're searching for you're trying to find on this journey you're spending all this money you're going back to your homeland like you're you're struggling so bad i want to tell you though that what you're looking for you can't earn you can't buy you can't find you can't even read but jesus did it for you and he did it for me and here he's proclaiming to this radical glorious truth in fact he must believe in it so much here's why because you got to know a little bit about philip Philip was one of the people chosen to go love the city. He was basically just going to serve people that needed to feed a couple chapters before this. In fact, one of his friends gets stoned in front of his face. Look, I'm complaining about a credit card billing address. One of your friends gets stoned across the face. That's not a time to double down and ante up and be like, let's go share about Jesus more, right? That's what's taking place. This is how good the good news is. We can't discount the good news. It is so, so glorious. It is so, so beautiful. Jesus is the answer, friends. He is that amazing. And Philip um, finds himself, and he passed through, and he preached the gospel to all the towns, and all this as, as it ends. But here's what happens. We don't wait. We jump right in. It continues in verse 36 as the E squared hears this, the Ethiopian eunuch. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? He's like, I want to do this Jesus thing so bad. Can I just get baptized right now? That's us next week. Maybe today you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really in now. Okay, well, we don't have water here today, but we do next Sunday. And here's how you can sign up to be baptized, is you can sign up, by simply coming. You could come. You could fill it out in the app. You could do a connect card or you could just show up.
because we got you. Invite friends, invite family, don't delay. We don't wait, we jump right in. And he commanded the chariot to stop and they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. And as the story continues, I hope that you'll be compelled by this thought. Jesus is all we need. Because when they came out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord carried Philip away. He just gets carried away to another direction. And the eunuch saw him no more. Okay, if whoever was your spiritual guide and led you on this mission, don't you want them to be your buddy forever? When somebody helps you, will you just stay and hang out with me? We, 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 please, please, will you just hang out with me? But what happened with E squared here is this. He recognized that he had something greater than, than Philip. He had Jesus now. And he saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. Friends, the only thing we need is Jesus. I know we want a lot of things, but the only thing we really truly need is Jesus. Because when we're dead, we're dead forever. And he's the only one that has the power and the keys to set us free, to spend forever with him. He longs to tell people they're loved. He longs to tell people they belong. And he longs to let his kids know that they have purpose. Today, I hope that rises up in you. It's too good to stop spreading this love. It's too good to stop spreading the love. We have to tell somebody. Philip's a great example for us because you have these two individuals. You have E squared and you have Philip. Philip has known the cost and, and seen face to face what can happen with persecution and he's still wanting to spread good news. E squared knows what it's like to, to in the world, go up through the ranks, cost, spend everything, travel, finding that on your own and struggling. And here you have these two individuals and, and church tradition goes on to say this, Philip continues to go evangelize and E squared goes and starts a church in Ethiopia. As an African, as being black and I saw someone say, well, I don't want the white man, Jesus. I say, well, that's cool because I don't know that Jesus either. Because Jesus is for all races, all faces. He's the one who says you belong here. Quit. Don't get it twisted with what you've seen. Look at Jesus and you'll be set free. He's, he is the authentic expression of, 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 of deliverance for people. And this is the whole point of the good news. The whole good news is that it extends to all people groups. And so you have this, this beautiful movement now extending past the Jews and it's engrafting people in and it's going and it's going and it's going. And here, get this, it hits you today in your seat. It really does. It is extended to you, but it only comes by receiving. That's it. It only comes by receiving. So as we close, um, we're going to sing Made to Love in just a moment, but I want to give people really an opportunity to to process where you're at in, in three main areas just to really process where you're at like is the do you do you really believe the good news do I believe the good news I'm inspired reading this that I'm not sure I know how good it is it's that good it's so good Jesus is that good love is that powerful it is way more powerful than hate and then two to belong, to identify with the body of Christ, the family of Christ. Are we willing to go public and be baptized? There's baptism. And the baptism, it's a, it's a word that is lost in our culture because you ask somebody if they've been baptized, they say, oh yeah, as a kid. Or you, you ask somebody, what does baptism mean? It means I'm going to heaven. Or, and oh, that two of those things for sure aren't good. Baptism is just an outward display 
of what's taking place on the inside. And it's a public commitment to say, no, 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 I'm dead to my sin and I'm coming alive in Jesus. It's a faith declaration. It's a statement to say, look, I am brand new. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It is no longer my old life, but I am new in Christ. Doesn't mean I'll be perfect, but man, his purchase is permanent for me forever. Period. That's what it means. I remember when I got baptized, it was September 22nd, 2002. And, you know, I don't remember the Holy Spirit hit me that day or anything. I just remember being so happy to make a statement to identify with what Jesus has done for me. Just as simple as that. Um, so you're invited into that. And then lastly, what do you do? Love the city. Okay, I, love, I, I like doing this. This week was great. Well, it's really neat. You can actually go. Philip went. E squared went. And they just basically went about their business and kept doing good works everywhere they went. It wasn't any deeper than that. What does God want me to do? Be loved and love? Ah, oh, come on. It's got to be more than that. No, I mean... In fact, as you read through those filters, it'll all come alive even further. It'll all come alive even further. Cool? <laughs> God, um, right now, the dry and weary soul would feel the love from heaven. The timid soul that's scared to, to jump out. Right now there's a boldness and there's a confidence because you're the, you're the sheep led to slaughter for us. You are the one who experienced the most injustice ever and we're silent so that we can have freedom. And God, we're okay to go big and, 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 and go all in with that. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And God, for people that in this place, they, what does it look like to have a life fulfilled? Go in purpose. Go with that type of mindset. Go in mission. Know that God has put something great inside of you. We would love to do this together with you. We would love to have you be a part of this team. There's an invite. God is always inviting us to what he is doing. He is always moving in our circles, period. We really have been made to love. And here's why. Get this, friends. God is love. So we were made in love, for love, through love, by love, period. We've been made in love illustration before but I'm, I'm convinced it's real if somebody cooks with love it just tastes better it does I always ask my wife what would you make this with love I was like oh that's why it tastes good and then there's sometimes I ask what she made tonight she said she said chicken I said oh that explains it <laughs> someone went over somebody's head she'll she'll make fun of her chicken it's fine it's not a marriage moment later. Just don't tell her. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this song is celebration to me. This is the first song that kind of invited me into Toby Mac. Um, yeah. Toby Mac is, is, he's broke a lot of barriers for God in, in, in just to help people find freedom. And his, his music's been so good. But, but this song, 
has been the one that, that, that really um, sealed into my life. And I remember listening to it over and over and over. And the team asked to do this this week. And um, all of this is, is not overplanned. It's really neat how God is bringing this all together. A phrase we use is systematic yet organic. You can take that. Systematic yet organic. Have systems in your life, but keep it organic because God wants to move. Right? So as we close, would you stand and join us um, as we sing Made to Love. And then go about our day. And, and you're invited to the second service and the party. And then I'll close in prayer. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. For more information, messages, and to partner financially, go to citylifelansing.com. You belong here.